Welcome to the DadCast Podcast. I'm your host, Lavelle Lamonnier, and as a husband, father, Christian, professor, and proud U.S. Army veteran, I've gained a lot of experiences in several areas. So this podcast is a dad's perspective on everything from A to Z. Hey folks, as always, let me give a great big shout out and thanks to my lovely wife, Dr. Gabrielle Lamonnier, who is the co-creator and co-content manager of this broadcast. We had a great episode last week uh, with her in the studio, and this topic this week is a direct result of her valuable input. Thanks, honey. I want to thank our great sponsors as well. Uh, the sponsors for season two include Miss Muzz Link Specialties, the best links in Bhutan, this side of heaven. They have all beef casing filled with seasoned ground brisket, homemade and delicious. You can contact Darren Raymond at 832-589-0709. Just the beginning event planners for all of your event planning needs. Leave the planning to them and enjoy a worry-free experience. Contact Rochelle Latulis at 409-466-9826. Phenomenal solutions. These consultants provide you with the skills that you need to enhance your personal and professional life. They specialize in several areas, including resilience training, compassion, fatigue, and burnout, dynamic mindfulness, accessible yoga, processing circles, trauma-informed practices, and work-life balance. You can reach them on the web at www.phenomenal.com. That's P-H-E-E-N-O-M-E-N-A-L.com. And of course, we have Lamonier Photography, where we see the world through a different lens. You can catch us on the web at lamonierphotography.com, also on Instagram and Twitter, and writeitout.tech for all of your academic writing needs. Hey there, DadCast Nation. Man, I'm glad to be here with you uh, today. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, let's get right into it because we've got a great episode to discuss today. Before we get into that, though, I do want to, um, to give you our financial tip of the day. Let's go right into that. All right, we're going to talk about Bitcoin. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about Bitcoin, and I just want to give you a little information about Uh, this digital currency and what the Joe Biden presidency means for it. So the future of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies has been under scrutiny for a long time. Uh, Following the success of Joe Biden in the recent presidential election, it has come up again. So the outgoing president, Donald Trump, was outspoken in his views on cryptocurrency. He famously declared that he's not a fan of the digital currency. Biden, on the other hand, is more favorable toward these digital currencies. And so the hopes are running high in the cryptocurrency market right now. So what do we want to expect under this new administration? And how how should we move forward if we are interested in the digital currency market? The executive director of blockchain of the Blockchain Association, a body that represents the cryptocurrency industry, uh, is Kristen Smith. And she said that uh, Biden appears more willing to accept the future involves Bitcoin and has and has shown signs of interest by installing Gary Kinsler as one of his team members overseeing the plans for Wall Street. 
Uh, she's a notable name in the in the cryptocurrency industry, and she was she was also an ex Goldman Sachs banker. So she's now a financial regulator and teaches about digital currencies at the MIT Sloan School of Management. She's very knowledgeable in uh, all of the areas surrounding cryptocurrency, and so her thoughts on this are very interesting. The regulations are clearly the obstacle that the industry needs to address. And some of those regulations include uh, the investment regulations, the different types of levels that go into uh, cryptocurrency, as well as the insurance market on that currency. So one of the main problems facing the cryptocurrency market is, is regulation itself. And so the hope is that President Biden will address some of those regulatory issues and perhaps even be more favorable to the industry. So with that in mind, if you think about if you're going to invest in cryptocurrency or not, my advice, as always, is to do your homework. Make sure you don't invest in something uh, that is going to give you a super high risk. Um, and then you have to weigh that risk with the possible return or reward that you can get from it. So just keep that in mind. Be smart with your money. Make smart, smart money moves. Be patient and get informed. All right. Well, here we come with our dad joke of the day. Are you guys ready for it? You sitting? Are you sitting down? Are you? Do you have something in your hand so you don't fall over from laughing so hard? All right, can I get can I get a drum roll, please? Two guys stole a calendar. They got six months each. <laughs> All right, hey, it's a dad joke. Funny to some, not so much to others. All right, well, I'm ready to get right into our episode today. We've got some. Some good information to talk about, a good, good subject. Today's topic uh, is the cancel culture. Who's canceling who? The cancel culture. Who's canceling who? Hey, the canceling culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of the social or professional circles, whether it be online or on social media or in the real world or even both. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to be canceled. Now, a recent poll of American registered voters that was conducted by the group Morning Consult back in July of 2020 showed that cancel culture, which is defined as, quote unquote, the practice of withdrawing support for or canceling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. Uh, it was common. 40% of respondents said that they had withdrawn support from public figures and companies, including on social media, because they had done or said something that they considered to be objectionable or offensive. 8% having engaged in this very often. Behavior differed according to age, however. With a majority, 55% of voters, 18 to 34 years old, said that they have taken part in the council culture, while only about 32% of voters over 65 said they had joined the social media pile on or joined the council culture movement. Attitudes toward the practice uh, have been mixed. 
with about 44% of respondents saying they disapproved of the council culture, 32% said they do approve, and 24% who did not know or had no opinion on the subject. Also, 46% believed the council culture had gone too far, with only 10% thinking it had not gone far enough. However, a majority uh, believe that people should expect social consequences for expressing unpopular opinions in public, especially those that may be construed as deeply offensive to other people. So I don't know what you think about it, but let's talk about some of the examples of the council culture. There was a guy named Nick Buckley. Nick Buckley. He's the founder and CEO of the charity Mancunian Way. He was petitioned against and ultimately fired for criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement. He was later reinstated five weeks later after things had kind of died down and people had moved on to the next subject. Olivia Pearson a right-wing New Zealand blogger and author, claimed that she was the victim of the council culture after the retailer Mighty Ape delisted her book, Western Values Defended, a primer, in response to her tweet, which mocked the newly appointed foreign minister, foreign minister uh, Nayaya Mahuta, and her facial tattoos. A fellow blogger, Cameron Slater, claimed that Miney Ape uh, was being hypocritical for stocking books published by Oswald Mosley and Joseph Goebbels. Now, if we move on into pop culture, uh, something that's a little more popular and familiar to some of, some of you, the American animated television series South Park, many of you have probably heard of it, uh, mocked cancel culture with its own hashtag cancel South Park campaign in promotion of the show's 22nd season. In the season's third episode, The Problem with the Pooh, there are references to the documentary The Problem with Apu, APU, the cancellation of the Roseanne uh, show after controversial tweets by the show's uh, actress and the confirmation hearings of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. These are more examples within popular culture of the cancel culture movement. Uh, the Dixie Chicks, a, a famed country group, uh, and Bill Mayer, an artist as well, have said that they are victims of the cancel culture. In 2019, the cancel culture featured as the primary theme and the, was featured as a primary theme in the stand-up comedy shows Sticks and Stones by Dave Chappelle and Paper Tiger by Bill Burr. And then Maybe moving up to something that you are a little more familiar with, there's Nick Cannon. Everybody knows Nick Cannon, right? Nick Cannon, the guy who was married to uh, Mariah Carey, the host of Wild and Out, uh, and several other projects that he's had over the years. A very familiar uh, actor, host, uh, and uh, rap artist uh, back in the day. Nick Cannon found out the hard way uh, that the freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequences. And that's the thing about the cancel culture. 
I mean, are we really saying that freedom of speech is freedom of speech? Or are we saying freedom of speech is only freedom of speech when it is when it aligns with what the popular view is at the moment? Uh, after you made some anti-Semitic comments on his YouTube podcast called Cannon's Class, uh, the host and musician lost a working relationship with Viacom CBS that had dated back to the 1990s. Cannon apologized for the remarks he made while hosting uh, controversial hip-hop figure Professor Griff, who himself briefly kicked out, uh, was kicked out of the, the rap group Public Enemy for anti-Semitic comments back in 1989. Cannon also said he had begun a dialogue with rabbis and other Jewish leaders to better educate himself. Now, the interesting part about Cannon is that initially, at least one segment of the population, primarily the African-American segment of the population, supported uh, Nick Cannon when he first made his uh, tweets and not necessarily supporting the anti-Semitic statement that he made, but supporting him for his overall body of work and what he has meant to African-American culture. However, when he apologized, the African-American Uh, community in large canceled him for apologizing so very interesting he had one cancel culture wanting to did cancel him from the network over his comments and then you had another segment of the culture who was supporting him but then canceled their support of him once he apologized Uh, he was in a very tough position Found, found many repercussions uh, coming after this incident. While Fox announced that Cannon would keep his gig hosting The Masked Singer, his planned daytime talk show was pushed back to 2021, according to a statement from Lionsgate and Debmar Mercury. There are a few others uh, that you may be familiar with. Wendy Williams Uh, The reigning queen of sizzling daytime gossip also apparently holds the title for this year's Maya Culpa Award. She has issued her recent apologies for appearing to mock those with cleft lips and palates while making comments about actor Joaquin Phoenix's lips, as well as the seemingly homophobic comments regarding men wanting to celebrate Valentine's Day. Vanessa Hudgens, back in March, said she was sorry for saying it was inevitable that people would die from coronavirus and criticizing stay-at-home measures doing an Instagram Live. Hannah Brown, rap song, got the Bachelorette star in hot water. Uh, She had to apologize for using the N-word while attempting to rap the lyrics of the baby's song Rockstar on her Instagram Live. Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Might as well group them together since they both share the same first name, right? (laughs) Uh, They're both late night hosts. Both Fallon and Kimmel apologized this year for having performed in blackface in the past. Man, we can go on and on. And we do have a few more examples uh, to share with you. But this council culture is the real deal. People are losing careers. Losing Uh, their current positions, uh, their lives are being changed 
because of statements that they have made either currently or in the past. And some of those statements go back even decades. What do you think about that? Is the cancer culture appropriate? And is it being applied appropriately? We can move on up a little to some little more current history. Andy Cohen. Everybody's pretty much heard of him. He's the host of the Real Housewives franchise um, shows when they do the reunion shows. And he's been in the news recently. Uh, Season 15 of the Real Housewives of Orange County sparked a serious conversation about the franchise's future. And Megan McCain is the latest person to weigh in on it. She says it's time to cancel the Real Housewives uh, of Orange County. And uh, Evan Ross Katz tweeted Thursday morning recently to which McCain, well, he he tweeted, I'm sorry that it's time to cancel the Real Housewives uh, of Orange County. And McCain simply replied, yes, franchise executive producer Andy Cohen seems to have a different idea for the show's future. And then um, because Andy Cohen responded saying, I think you mean reboot. And in their back and forth, McCain responded with a request for a Real Housewives of D.C. reboot. Um, and then Andy Cohen responded. They went back and forth. Uh, and Andy Cohen found himself on the hot seat. Actually being the subject of cancellation. I don't know, folks. I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need you to tell me about it. I need you to let me know your thoughts on it. Because I just don't know. Um, Let me give you another example for you to consider. You've heard me and uh, my wife as well talk about uh, the Bachelor franchise and our thoughts on the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Recently, the longtime original host of the Bachelor, Chris Harrison, was counseled for criticizing the cancer culture itself. Um, this judge, jury, executioner thing, where they're just tearing this girl's life apart and diving into her parents and her parents' voting record, said Chris Harrison, the long-suffering host of ABC's The Bachelor franchise, Bachelor franchise, in an interview last week about cancer culture. It's unbelievably alarming to watch this. This is what he said. Man, it got him in a lot of trouble. As a matter of fact, he issued a statement saying that he was quote unquote stepping aside from the franchise. Rachel Lindsay, uh, who was the first black or African-American bachelorette, has been very outspoken about his um his comments uh, and the controversy just goes on and on and on Rachel Kirk Connell who is a current final four um person on the bachelor right now uh with Matt James as the bachelor is at the center of this controversy um an alleged former classmate of hers, uh, 
posed a question. Quote unquote, girly, remember when you bullied me in high school for liking black guys? That was certainly, uh, that was her quote. And, you know, that was certainly an inconvenient <laughs> comment for Kirk Connell to receive via TikTok. Um, and it's drawn a lot of ire. It has caused uh, Chris Harrison to step aside because of his support. And basically he was saying, at least in what I've read, that she should have a chance, an opportunity to make her side of the story known. She's from Georgia, by the way. One of the final four women whom Matt James is deciding on who, whom he may propose to. And she is the only one of the women who is a, a Caucasian. And, of course, Matt James is an African-American. And um, so this is at the center of this controversy right now. Interesting that the council culture has so much power. Should it have that much power, folks? Um, you know... I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Should the cancel culture be able to dictate the livelihood and careers of people who are uh, a public figure? It's something we need to think about. I don't really know the answer to it, but but here's the thing that that comes to mind. Should the track record of the person who is uh, at the center of the cancer culture movement at the moment uh, be considered? Should we look for patterns? And if there's been a pattern of behavior that is detrimental to society or is um, derogatory towards a particular group of people, then perhaps the cancer culture has some grounds to move forward with the cancellation request of that individual. But if the individual doesn't have a, a pattern of behavior and they don't have a history of behavior, then should a person lose their entire career for a misspoken statement? Perhaps they're, they've been insensitive because perhaps they've never been made aware of the sensitive, sensitive nature uh, surrounding the comments that they've made. Um, I don't know, folks. It's, it's something that you, you have to think about uh, and determine whether or not it's something you want to participate in. Um. You know, recently, um, another thing that came up, another issue that came up was uh, the well-respected, well-noted uh, Harvard professor, Professor Dr. Cornell West. Even though he's been often maligned, um, he's taken a strong stance on many topics. But recently, he threatened to leave Harvard because his request for tenure at the school was denied. Now, Professor West is a longtime educator and has been an outspoken proponent for social and racial justice. 
Many of his students at Harvard are calling for him for his, him to be given tenure, stating that his departure would be devastating for students of color at the predominantly white institution. You know, is the council culture now knocking on the door of Harvard University? That's some of the, some of the questions that we have. What's the true impact of the council culture? I haven't even mentioned Morgan Wallen yet. You guys heard of Morgan Wallen? If not, you probably can go, we'll go look him up now. Morgan Wallen is a very popular country artist who has um, some number one songs. As a matter of fact, he had two or three songs off of his current album that were on the top five of Billboard chart of the Billboard charts. And as a matter of fact, um, he uh, set a record for having a country song at the number one spot on the Billboard charts for the longest amount of time. And I happen to like the song Seven Summers. I think it's a great song. Hey folks, let me take a moment to thank our great sponsors for season two. Hey, are you hungry? Man, Miss Ma's link specialties are the best links in Bhutan this side of heaven. All beef casing filled with seasoned ground brisket, homemade and delicious. Hey, for more information, contact Darren Raymond at 832-589-0709. Hey, we've got just the beginning event planners for all of your event planning needs. Leave the planning to them and enjoy a worry-free experience. You can contact Rochelle Latulis at 409-466-9826. Hey, what about phenomenal solutions? These great consultants provide the skills that you need to enhance your personal and professional life. They specialize in resilience training, compassion, fatigue, and burnout, dynamic mindfulness and accessible yoga, processing circles, and trauma-informed practices. They also give you some good information on the work-life balance. For more information, contact Calvin Menifee. You can find him on the web at www.phenomenal.com. All that information is on our Facebook page as well. Of course, we've got Lemonnier Photography, where we see the world through a different lens and write it out that tick. Let's get back to our episode. But he has had some trouble in his past. He, um... Uh, last year he was supposed to be on one of the late night shows and he was out partying and broke the COVID protocols and so the show did not allow him to come on because he was videoed um, breaking those protocols partying with some of his fans and Nashville recently canceled Morgan Wallen pulled his song from all of the radio stations across the country. But his fans didn't react the same way. His fans actually caused his record sales and his downloads and his streaming sales to go up. And so the labels have to decide what stars to stand by and which ones to drop. A video leaked to TMZ of this of this country star Morgan Wallen using the N-word on February the 2nd. Immediately, immediately, radio cut his songs. Streaming services dropped him from the official playlist. His booking agent stopped working with him, and his label 
suspended his rec his recording contract. The Academy of Country Music even deemed him ineligible for this year's Academy of Country Music Awards. He was essentially exiled from the music business. All of that except for by his fans, who on February the 10th, um, on February the 10th, Wallen issued a video apologizing, saying, I fully accept any penalties I'm facing. And he's now spending his fifth straight week at number one on the Billboard 200 charts as of February the 20th. With his 30-track album called Dangerous, the double album, Wallen was helping lead the genre into the streaming era, appealing to a new generation of fans. But then his behavior thrust country music, um, country music lack of inclusivity and diversity under serious scrutiny and started a public conversation about the work it needs to do both to update its practices and to reach beyond its core audience. Now I can tell you I'm a fan of country music. I've been listening to country music for several years and I like um a lot of the country music that's that's out on uh, the new country. I like a lot of the old country. Um I consider myself an avid fan of country music. But here's the thing, um like many others, I've noticed that there are some inequities in the country music scene. And that's not surprising. But now that um, this superstar, this, I wouldn't call him a superstar, but country star nonetheless, was caught saying the N-word. He was recorded by a neighbor who leaked it to TMZ. Some call that thirstiness. Um, I don't know, but... However, it got out. It got out, and um, you know there's some there's some some issues with this. We've got to think about like so. Morgan Wallen's issue is that he was using the N word. We don't have any evidence that he was using it in a derogatory manner. He is a twenty-something-year-old um, young guy who. Many people in that generation use the N-word uh, as a, a term of endearment. Uh, I don't agree with it, but this is what they do. And so, should he lose his career over uh, using the word in the con within the context that he is accustomed to being in? Um... I don't know if he would have said, you know, called somebody an N word in a derogatory manner, derogatory context. Perhaps that's one issue to deal with severely. But to say the word in the context that is in a non derogatory manner, at least to some in that culture. And then the cancel culture comes along and forces him to be canceled, lose opportunities for uh, awards and whatnot. Is that the way things should go? What do you think? I'd be really interested to hear, uh, get you your feedback. You know, send me an email, send me a tweet. 
leave me a message on Instagram, on Facebook. And I'd love to hear what you think about this cancel culture. What's the true impact of the cancel culture? Is it a fair thing? Is it a fair output of power? Does it have merit? Has it gone too far? Who's actually canceling who? That's what this episode is really about, folks. Who's canceling who? Are we canceling Aunt Jemima? Are we canceling Uncle Ben's rice? Are we canceling Morgan Wallen? Are we canceling Nick Cannon? Are we canceling Andy Cohen? Are we canceling uh, Donald Trump? Who are we canceling and who's doing the canceling in the first place? Those are some of the questions I need answered, folks. I, I need to understand this cancel culture. I'm not trying to get canceled. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it's amusing in some ways, but it's very serious in other ways. The cancel culture is alive. It is a very serious repercussion for people to experience when they have said something that is unpopular. And I don't know, you know, at some point we have to think about this and say we should treat others the way we want to be treated. And the flip side of that is that some of us can say we have not been treated fairly since the beginning. So now they're getting some of what we've experienced our entire lives and even through the generations of our lineage. But is it right? That's the question. Is it fair? That's the question. It really, to me, doesn't matter if if it's happened to me my whole life, but is it right for me to turn around and do it to someone else? Just because it happened to me, is it right? At some point, we have to live in a society where we do what's right because it's right, even if you know, we've been dealt a bad hand. If we've been dealt a difficult blow, at some point, we have to push for what's right. I'm not saying the council culture is right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm sitting right in the middle, and I want to let you tell me if it's right or wrong. But what I do know is that I want to treat others the way that I want to be treated. Yeah. Hey, folks. Man, this topic can go on and on forever, but I'm going to go ahead and drop the mic right there. I want you to send me your thoughts. Remember, Facebook, you can send us a message. Instagram, you can send us a message. You can find us on Twitter and send us a message there. You can email us at comments at dadcastpodcast.com. We want to hear from you. And when you send us a message, go ahead and Click the like button. Click the share button. Uh, go and give us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, on Spotify, and all of the other streaming platforms. Remember, we are on Pandora as well now. We are streaming uh, and being downloaded in 16 countries now. It's continuing to grow, and I thank God for that. And I thank God for you, our faithful DadCast listeners. I wish you the very best. Let's do what's right. Let's make this world a better place. And um, hey, peace and blessings. I'm out.
Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the DadCast Podcast. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. Please remember to share, follow, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. If you'd like to contact us, please do so by sending us an email to comments at dadcastpodcast.com or send us a message on social media at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Until next time, be blessed. I'm out.